Today on Locked on A's, the A's, uh, they, they signed another catcher, so that's fun. We're going to talk about Yohel Pozo and uh, what he's going to be doing in the minor leagues that could be good for the A's in 2023. And then we're going to take a look back at a previous trade that the A's have made to get some perspective on the trade that they just made and uh, maybe feel a little bit better about what the A's are doing and try to explain why the A's keep making four-for-one trades Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 508 of the Lockdown A's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, the A's signed a catcher to a minor league deal. We're going to talk about him because that's how you kick off a big a big episode is talking about a minor league signing. I, it's, a, it's a very informative episode. I think that we're going to learn a lot in this episode. I like to make jokes at my own expense, though. So that's that's just me. Um, but then we're going to be talking about the Mark Mulder trade from way back when, 2004, and uh, get some perspective from that trade and maybe see what the A's could be getting in the, the most recent trade for Sean Murphy and also some perspective as to why they maybe potentially go for some four-for-one deals these days. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, thank you. Uh, subscribe to the channel. If, since you're here, why not? Uh, give us a like. Give us a comment. That, uh, or I mean, please give us a like. Please give us a comment. That helps uh, the algorithm on YouTube find other A's fans like yourself, and that helps us grow, and that is uh, very much appreciated. So please, 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 uh, template, uh, wow, so handsome, so good at baseball. Just comment that below, easy, done, hit send, love it. I will I will like and respond to those ones. <laughs> uh, also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're available everywhere. And uh, follow us on social media, at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way each and every day. Uh, it's an affiliation with Sports Illustrated, so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, so check out Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook so you never miss an article over there or just InsideTheA's.com. Either way, done. Fun. So let's get into the A's big signing a day after trading away a catcher. The A's signed a catcher to a minor league deal, and I'm intrigued by this guy, uh, Yohel Pozo. Uh, he was up in the big leagues for a, a little bit, not a, not a huge amount of time, under 100 plate appearances uh, in 2021. He hit 284 with a 313 on base in 77 plate appearances. That was in 2021 with the Texas Rangers. Uh, reports are he has meh defense, not, not great defensively. He, when he was up, he played, I think, 19 games, and 17 of those were at DH. So he's known for his bats. He's got great contact ability, and uh, I enjoy that, uh, especially with the the new rules going into effect. There's going to be no shifts. Maybe he gets a little bit of a bump. Maybe he can do even better than a 284 batting average. I mean, we'll see. 
I'm intrigued by this guy. Uh, he has never K'd more than 13% at any stop professionally, which is ridiculous. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, he is also uh, not not known for his walks, as you can see by that 313 batting average with the uh, 284 uh, batting average. Uh, sorry, the on-base batting average. You, you know where I'm going with that. Uh, he, he did walk 4.1% of the time in 2022 in AAA, so that's something. And I think that this signing makes sense and makes me feel better about the A's depth uh, because... They, they got Manny Pena in the Sean Murphy trade, and he's going to be the, the backup to Shea Langoliers to start the season, most likely, unless some injuries happen. But that seems to be where the A's are going right there. They got a veteran backstop right there to help Shea Langoliers learn the role, grow in the position, kind of be the Steven Votes of last year. Uh, Shea Langoliers is going to be back there a lot. But, uh, you know, Manny Pena is not a, a bad defensive catcher. He's, he's solid back there. Uh, and then he's also not terrible with the bat. So he's going to be a nice added piece. Um, he probably starts once a series to get Shea Langoliers a day off. Uh, but I, I'm intrigued by the catching situation. It's probably still going to be a position of depth, even without Sean Murphy. I talked about why the A's could actually be better in 2023, even with uh, people not liking the trade that happened. And, uh, you know, the A's made some good signings. We're going to see some more platoons, I imagine, in 2023. And I think they're going to be a lot better offensively, which should lead to more wins. That's the hope. But you'll help, Pozo. The, the reason that uh, Manny Pena, I, I brought him up, is Manny Pena played five games in 2022. He had a wrist injury. He missed most of the season, played five games in 2022. So if that wrist is not, uh, you know, feeling good or he, he needs some time on the IL, something like that, Yohal Pozo is a very nice guy to have down in the minor leagues, and you have to have some insurance just in case it happens early on uh, because the A's don't have, like, major league uh, ready catchers <laughs> currently right now uh, in the minor leagues, and so Yohal Pozo is a major league ready catcher. He has experience in the major leagues. Uh, he's not going to be able to groom Shea Langoliers like Manny Pena would, but he would offer uh, some, some good at-bats at the big league level. We've seen him do it before. He played very well against the A's. I think he went like 9 for 21, something like that. He was really good against the A's. He also hit a three-run home run against Sergio Romo in his big league debut against the A's in Texas. So you may know him from that. That's his uh, claim to fame right now. I think that's his only home run uh, that he's hit in the big leagues as well. Uh, but, I mean, other than Jonah Bride, who has some experience catching, but not at the major league level, but they the A's were kind of trying to shoehorn him into being a catcher, you know, getting some experience there during the Arizona Fall League and stuff uh, before they added him to the 40-man roster ahead of the 2022 season. Um, other than him, there, there are no other catchers on the 40-man roster. So, Yohel Pozo is the, the next guy in line other than Jonah Bride. And, I mean, maybe they could put Jonah Bride there, too, in an emergency situation or otherwise? Question mark? I, I'd be very intrigued to see him just, like, sitting in the squad if every... I don't know where the A's go if everybody gets hurt, but Jonah Bride on opening day catching probably Cole Irvin. That would be, that would be interesting, I would say. But... Uh, the A's have two catchers that should be in AAA to start the season, and that is Tyler Soderstrom and Kyle McCann. Both are good, but uh, both are also known for their, their bats. And so they're going to need some time in AAA. Uh, Soderstrom 
vaulted all the way from Lansing to uh, wrapping up the 2022 season in AAA. And so he's going to need a little bit of seasoning there. Cal McCann could potentially be called up a little bit sooner than uh, Soderstrom just because he's been in the system a, a little bit longer. He did struggle for a couple of seasons in AA, but uh, mostly in 2021 after the pandemic. And then he really turned it around in 2020, uh, 2022. Getting the years already mixed up because uh, we're, we're getting late into the year. But uh, yeah, Kyle McCann had a very nice 2022. He also finished up the season in AAA. So they're both going to need some time to get adjusted to just AAA before getting to the majors. And so Yohel Pozo makes a lot of sense in that regard. And that's why it's a good signing for the A's. Uh, he, he makes contact. He's like Williams Astadio, if you know who that is. You know uh, kind of what you're, you're getting with him. And uh he hasn't really made an impact with his contact bat, uh, Acevedo, uh, at the major league level, but you know, he's, he's something. And also Yohel Pozo in his 77 at bats was roughly league average for, uh, on offense as a catcher. And that's, that's really all you need for a backup catcher. It's just somebody who's not, uh, you know, a, a hole in the lineup and Yohel Pozo might not be a hole in the lineup. So that gives the A's three potential catchers. I'm intrigued. Uh, but coming up, we're going to be talking about the Mark Mulder trade from 2004 to give us some perspective and maybe some hope for the Sean Murphy trade. We'll get into that here in just a second. You're hanging out with friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you're thinking of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you're getting pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers just on our roads to save lives. So if you think that you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Uh, follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook at Inside the A's. So that's easy. Uh, there's no apostrophe. So if that's been throwing you and you haven't been able to find it, it's just Inside the As. As. Like just the word as. Uh, Follow Inside the Az on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Mark Mulder trade, which it, it kind of sets a precedent, I think. And for some reason, I was thinking about Derek Barton the other day, and I was like, man, I hope he's doing okay. And then I found him on Instagram, and he's doing great. He's uh, he's doing houses now, so he's, he's in real estate, and that's fun. But um, a lot of people with this trade, the Sean Murphy trade, are just tired of four-for-one deals. Technically, it was a four-for-two deal because uh, Joel Piams was also traded away. So four-for-two, I mean, that's where the A's got their value. And also, uh, the A's got five players, not four. But anyways, uh, four-for-one trades. That, that was a thing that I was seeing on social media a lot. And people are mad about the Sean Murphy deal because the A's were going for uh, quantity over quality. Uh, I think Keith Law even said they, they went for neither quality nor qual quantity. So 
It, or no, uh, quantity without the quality, something like that. He's so clever, that Keith Law. He's good at doing stuff, but he likes dunking on the A's, and I don't appreciate that. But when he's talking nicely about the A's, I like Keith Law quite a bit. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of I'm tired of four-for-one trades on social media, which is understandable. Uh, but sometimes you just got you, you want to go get one of those top guys, like a George Valera, who I talked about, Mason Wynn from the Cardinals, somebody like that. You want to go get that top guy who could change your system, but uh, th those guys aren't always available because uh, th those teams also like those players for themselves. So there's that. But uh, I, I was looking at the Mark Mulder deal, and it, it's I, I, around this time of year. It, it's a sad time of year for a lot of people, and especially Ace fans, because all of our favorite players get traded around this time of year. Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, uh Josh Donaldson was traded like on Thanksgiving. Um, also, Sean Murphy just now. So, and you, you gotta know that Matt Chapman and Matt Olson would have been traded at this time of year last year, if not for the owner lockout. So, uh, I guess the lockout saved us from more holiday heartache. So, thanks, owners, for that one. <laughs> But the Derek Barton deal, uh, he, if you're unfamiliar with Derek Barton, he played for the A's from 2007 to 2014 in Oakland. And uh, he was added after the 20, uh, 2005 season. Oh, maybe it was 2005. Eh, misremembered. Oh, well. Um, but I'd seen him compared to, like, Albert Pujols. Like, pr like, four years into his career, Albert Pujols. And... I wrote down his stats. He had a 167 OPS plus at the point of this trade. He was hitting 333 in his career, in his career over four seasons with a 413 on base, 160 home runs over four seasons. That's ridiculous. That's the guy that they were comparing Derek Barton to. Those are very high expectations for one guy. Uh, Keith Littman, the director of player development for the A's, compared Derek Barton to Wade Boggs and Tony Gwynn. That is that is high praise, and that is a lot of expectation to heap on one guy that's like in his early 20s. Um, and so he's doing well, and that makes me happy. And hey, Derek, if you're listening, uh, if you want to come on the show and just talk about life, that'd be great. Promote uh, the the real estate. That that'd be fine. We'll talk about a little bit of a little bit about baseball. That'd be fine. But uh, you got nothing but love here from Locked On A's because that's a that's a tough situation. Those are tough expectations, and I feel for the guy because he he's kind of like the a, a, not a joke on A's Twitter, but it's like oh well, blah blah blah, Derek Burton. I'm like, well, yeah, the poor guy it stinks and you know it, it that that's the deal with every trade though i think is the if you if you focus all of your attention on one person in that trade and then that person does not you know work out then the entire fan base is like oh we've been let down by this trade and i think that that is why the a's tend to focus a little bit more on four for one trades these days and i know that this was a three for one trade and all that stuff but I think that they try to spread out some of the talent so that they they have more high floor guys as opposed to high ceiling guys so that the fan base cannot focus on, I mean, we're kind of doing it with Ruiz now, but you can't focus all of that attention and then hopefully you don't have to also work on the mental aspect of the game with the player that you acquired that you were banking on. Uh, it's spread out a little bit. And so I think that that, because everybody right now is like, oh, Ruiz, I don't know. He's really fast. Can he hit? And it, he's going to be a focal point for A's fans 
you know, for the next couple of years probably. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of expectations on him. But the hope is that w by getting four guys that are all kind of good, you know, decent, maybe you spread out some of that expectation and some of those, uh, you know, concerns and some of that, you know, just mental wear and tear. So it's not all on one guy. The A's also got Darren Heron in this trade, and he was pretty good. Uh, and he was, he'd was been in the majors, which we'll talk about here in the third segment. But I think that the Derek Barton trade, or, you know, the, the Mark Mulder for Derek Barton and uh, Kiko Calero was also part of this deal. Uh, and I, I think that that had some impact here in how the A's think about things. Um, because they have to hit on these deals. We, we've talked about that a couple of times this week. They have to hit on these deals in order to keep doing the churn and burn that they always do. So they might not go for like the, the top guys. Uh, there's no top 100 prospects in the Sean Murphy return, but they went for skill sets that they like and that they think that they can work with. And so that's, that's what they got. And hopefully they're right about being able to work with some of the skill sets that they got back in this deal because... I mean, we're going to see what happens. They've also, because of where their prospects were, like your Zach Geloff, your Tyler Soderstroms, some of those guys in the high minors that you're hoping to plug in before too long, maybe even in 2023, you kind of got to focus on guys that are in the upper minors so that you hit your window all at once and hopefully elongate that window. So there's a lot of play here with that Sean Murphy trade and... You know, we, we were talking about it for a while. Uh, I think that everybody was initially disappointed. I think some people have come around a little bit more. Um, I've gotten a lot of comments on YouTube saying, okay, I feel a little bit better about this trade after, you know, your talk with Lindsey Crosby and stuff like that. And so thank you for commenting. Uh, that's very much appreciated. But I think we've all calmed down a little bit. And I think the A's will be better in 2023, regardless of how the return in this trade does. Um, they, they, they had some, some holes on this roster in 2022. I don't think that they're going to be a 100 loss team. They could push for like 70, 75 wins. Um, and that's like middle of the road expectations. If they really hit, you know, their, their ceilings, uh, they could maybe push for 80. They could be maybe a 500 team. If they, if everybody's healthy and everybody's excelling and having like career seasons, they, they could do fairly well, but, uh, that, that's a discussion for another day coming up. We're going to be talking about the Dan Heron portion of the Mark Mulder trade and why that could give us a little bit of hope for Kyle Muller, another part of the return for Sean Murphy. So we're going to be doing that here in just one second. BetOnline.net. I didn't do the thing. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing you do because you're listening to one currently, me, myself, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on sports podcasts, even though I host a highly touted 600 subscriber on YouTube podcast. Eh, they're fine. They're good, I guess. Uh, but Ace Podcasts, this is where you come. Locked on Ace. Uh, but they're, they're, those are... Sports podcasts, also over at Bet Online for you guys. Uh, they have the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five star review on your platform of choice. If you're on YouTube and you have not subscribed already, subscribe now. 
do it now! Uh, also, like and comment so that it helps the algorithm find other A's fans like yourself so that the podcast can grow and become the most dominant podcast in the world. That is the goal here with Locked on A's is to dominate the world. Uh, you know, m- much like the A's, I would say. Uh, for some, there is a tangent. There was a graph that Baseball Reference posted about uh, the, the most popular teams in each state, and obviously the Dodgers won California. The Giants were nowhere to be found, and the A's had three states on the East Coast. One of them was like Rhode Island. They, small states, but uh, A's, hugely representing on the East Coast. Take that, Yankees. <laughs> also, since you've made it this far, I came up with a funny joke today. Uh, I, I'm really getting into my anti-Giants thing. I was worried that I didn't hate them enough, and now, oh man, I got it. So, what's uh, what what's the thing that uh, Barry Bonds and Carlos Correa have in common? Neither of them's gonna be in the in the Hall of Fame. Ho! <laughs> Zing! Anyways, um, let's let's talk a little bit about this Mark Mulder trade <laughs> from a long time ago. Uh, 17 years ago? Long time. I remember uh, it happening and being like, ooh, boy, okay, let's see. Um, that was my first teardown. I've been through a few more of these. <laughs> so, Dan Heron, beacon of hope. That's what I titled this, this segment here. And it's because Dan Heron had some time in the St. Louis rotation before he was traded to Oakland. Uh, with St. Louis, he had a 4.85 ERA in 118 and two-thirds innings pitched, and 86 ERA plus, according to Baseball Reference. Those were his general stats. Uh, his strikeout rate and walk rates were different. Baseball has changed a lot since uh, since the time of that trade, so I went with basically the stats that kind of hold consistent. Strikeouts are a, a much bigger part of today's game. So uh, Kyle Muller has like roughly one per nine, you know, like nine per nine. Uh, but I, I think Dan Heron was like at 5.6. But the game is different. So would he have been a different pitcher? I don't know, probably. Uh, so 485 ERA in 118 and two-thirds innings, 86 ERA plus. Those are the big stats. Kyle Muller with Atlanta. He has a 514 ERA in 49 innings pitch, so a lot fewer innings, roughly 80 fewer innings, and an 84 ERA plus. That is 2% difference. 2% difference. And uh, so if you're looking for a little bit of hope, that's the hope right there. Uh, It looked like his... Entire, like he couldn't control pitches in 2022. So I looked at his game logs. He had, he made three starts. Uh, one of those was a, a rough day for him, and it was in Texas. And uh, you know that happens sometimes in Texas. We've seen it a lot. But here are the the three games that he pitched in 2022. He went two and two thirds innings, gave up four hits, seven runs, walked six, struck out three against Texas. William Contreras was the catcher. William Contreras is not a great defensive catcher. He's not good at framing. He's So he wasn't getting help from his catcher either. You got to think with Pena or Pozo, or maybe not Pozo, uh, and Langoliers behind the dish, he's going to get a little bit of a bump. He's going to be learning a little bit more with a full-time, well, hopefully, a full-time rotation job in Oakland. So that's that was his worst start. He walked six guys. But... He rebounded very nicely. And these are all like one start a month and three separate months. Uh, So there's also that. (laughs) So having a regular 
regular playing time, it's probably going to work wonders for Kyle Muller. And that's kind of what the A's do is they're like, hey, this guy now feels wanted and he's going to go excel. And that it's a mental game. Baseball is a 90 percent mental is what I've been told. (laughs) But uh, he also went five innings pitched, gave up three hits, two earned runs, walked one walked one with five strikeouts against the Miami Marlins. That was with Chadwick Trump. That's a name that I remember from when he was with the Giants and being like, who the heck is this guy? Uh, Chadwick Trump. Uh, He was the catcher that day. I think that he was a fine catcher, judging by those stats. Uh, And then he also made one more start, went four and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up six hits, two earned runs, walked one again, uh, struck out four against Washington. That was also with Contreras catching. So I think that switching out his catcher may have an impact here because uh, Contreras is very much known as a bat-first catcher. And then he can also put on catcher's gear. The Astros were talking about signing him as like a backup catcher and then having him play left field. So... That, that's what people think about his catching ability, and that's who was catching Kyle Muller two of his starts, and he had an 8 ERA in 2022. So, I'm just saying, yeah, he, he struggled a little bit, but it might not be as bad as we were led to believe. It was one really bad start against Texas, who is also in the A's division, but I think that there is more there than the stats lead us to believe. His stats in the minors were just fine. His walk rate was just fine. He had one really bad start against Texas with a not great defensive catcher. I think that he's going to get a bump. Uh, Also, Dan Heron shows us the way, and I think that uh, there's a way forward here. Kyle Muller might be a decent addition to this rotation. I know that we made fun of, uh, you know, him being the the Braves' top prospect in a not great system, but he's got some talent. He was still the top prospect, I guess. Uh, So there's that. Uh, Contreras, here are his stats. 20th and 20th percentile in framing. That's bad. Uh, and also 50th in pop time. So he was not controlling the running game whatsoever. And uh, you got Kyle Muller over here allowing four hits, walking six against Texas, who likes to run it a little bit. That that has to be wearing on you when he's like, he's not, I'm not getting my, my strikes called strikes. And also these guys keep running and he can't do anything about it. So I'm, I'm just saying Kyle Muller might be, might be okay. That's all. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to die on that hill, but I'm intrigued by the prospect of dying on that hill. <laughs> but that is all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, uh, I wrote some notes. Uh, I've been seeing some some chatter about Christian Pache maybe getting traded because the A's have uh, Estuary Ruiz now, and that doesn't Makes sense. So I, I got some thoughts on that that I'm going to go over. Uh, I also had some other thoughts. I forgot what they are now right now, but I'm going to be talking about the A's, why they should not trade Christian Pache. Uh, I know that he, he wasn't great, but I think that they should not trade Christian Pache. So there's that. Uh, so I'm talking about that on tomorrow's show, which will be coming up uh, on, on Friday. So get excited for that. And then again, next week, we drop down to three episodes a week. Uh, we'll see if I if I feel festive and give you Give me a little Christmas present. There's also going to be a Festivus episode, I I believe. I believe we got that squared away. Uh, so I'll be talking to the, uh, you know, as usual, to Bryce Patterick of Lockdown Rangers. Hopefully I make him cry. And, you know, hopefully they sign Joey Gallo before we record. Uh, and then also a uh, new friend, uh, Nick Murawski Mur- of Locked uh, On Chicago uh, White Sox. And then also old friend Scotty Bentley from Locked On Tigers. Uh, we're going to be being sad together. And then... Maybe we kick Bryce out because 
What does he have to be sad about at this point? The Rangers are doing fine. They got Jacob DeGrom. He doesn't get to be sad. But the White Sox and the Rangers have plenty to be sad about. And we are going to have so much fun. Uh, hopefully we have a good dunk session on Bryce Patrick at some point. Because what podcast doesn't involve a good dunk session on Bryce Patrick? I need to clip this audio and give it to him for Christmas. <laughs> but that is all that I got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much again for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast because it, they have instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, wherever you like podcasts. You can go find the Lockdown Sports Today podcast hosted by the one, the only Peter Bukowski. And I believe that he had Trey Wingo on the other day. So check that out. Trey Trey Wingo looked like he was a captive, but I'm sure that he was saying nice things and, you know, being very informative, but very Blair Witch Project lighting on that one. So go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast so that I don't sound weird. I, the lighting here, meh, iffy. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to work on that. Uh, maybe for Christmas I'll get a light. Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.